Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we broadcast once a week, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, this week, I want to turn our attention for a moment to Latin America, where summer is fast turning to autumn and another season of shipping fresh fruit is coming to a close. Today, I'm joined down the line from Buenos Aires in Argentina, by Juan González Pita, the founder and sales director of Salix Fruits. Juan, welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. Thank you for um, inviting me to join your podcast. It's great to have you here. Now, uh, at Salix, you're celebrating your 10th anniversary this year. You've come a, a long way in, in a short time. So take me back to the start of the last de- decade when you founded your your business with your business partner, Luis uh, El Rotondo. What, what gap did you see in the market uh, then? And and is that gap still there now? Um, basically, like you said, uh, well, I come from Argentina, from South America, which is, uh, it's, I would say it's pretty far from the center of the world, if I may say, so which is another hemisphere where the consumption is and the money is and the wealth of the, of the world is. And... Um, I realized that there were a lot of business opportunities in in the Middle East, even in Latin America and in Asia or Southeast Asia, especially as well. Uh, people were not paying attention to this, so I just um, I just focused there and uh, um, relying on, on on technology first. You know, um, we um, started with email marketing campaign. I was I was thinking how to reach these these people. You know, from from my tiny office when I started, and uh, and then I did, and, I, and and funny story, I started making Google AdWords, you know, which is now everybody knows. But back then, I had a friend, and he came to me and said, "Listen, when nobody in your industry is doing Google AdWords, you should do it. You're going to get a lot of leads for very little money." So I just started doing it myself and started getting like five to 10 leads every single week, especially from those places, you know, from England, from Bangladesh, from Sri Lanka, um, well, from all the Middle East. So I started focusing there and started offering to the network of growers that I had. And um, basically, you know, um, start of course to taking planes because there's nothing like, um, I, I don't know if you remember, I was there with you in the first Middle East um, conference. I, I, do, that you did. I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 2010. Uh, and that was my very first time in Dubai, you know, and now after that, now it's one of our biggest markets. Um, but basically right right now, you know, people are catching up. So what we are doing, we're trying to take it to the next level uh, in terms of technology. We're developing an app. And, and, an app. I'm going to, you know, talk to you about that uh, a little bit later, more in, in detail. But that's basically um, yeah. how we started, yeah. And and you were joined, I mean, just a couple of years ago by Alejandro Morarejo, who I know very well from San Miguel, who's now your CEO, and Daniel Calvo, who was the CFO uh, at San Miguel. Um, they say to make a company successful, you always need a point of difference. And I mean, do you agree? And and if so, then then what do you see your point of difference to be? 
I have a friend of mine, hopefully she's listening to this podcast. Um, she's, she's in the business and she told me, Juan, you bought some gray hair from yourself. Like <laughs> saying, you know, you bought, you, you bought experience, you brought, um, you brought people in. Um, basically, they brought a lot of experience. They have, uh, they have 10 years um, older than me, 15 years uh, in some cases, and they have a great reputation. They have a lot of market knowledge. They have a lot of prof professionalism. I, I, you know, I value myself as an entrepreneurial guy, but I didn't have any, any expertise like in big corporations like San Miguelis, which is, um, and they just came here and um, basically they did, listen, the toilet has to go to the bathroom and, the, and you know, the, 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 the um, stove has to be in the kitchen and, and the sofa in the living room. And that's how you build a house. And that was key to us. And we started growing at incredible rates once once they showed. But I mean, certainly we did a very good base for them to, you know, develop or other knowledge. Yeah. Mm. Now, now, Juan, you're, you're uh, from Argentina. You guys are all from Argentina. And Buenos Aires is your is your hometown. And that's where you've been located. And that's where you're speaking to me today. And you've been there for for much of the last year because of, of this COVID crisis, of course. But like everybody else in our business, you talked about this a moment ago, you spend much of your time on, on the road, traveling around the world, meeting your customers and suppliers in markets all over the world. So how has this pandemic, if at all, changed your approach to business? Do you think it has? Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, and we'll be speaking about this to all our colleagues around the world, it's been quite a challenge. It's the first time in 20 years that we are not traveling, you know, we are all tireless business travelers. And uh, it's quite a challenge, not only from the professional side, but also in our families, you know, your, your family is used to, you know, don't have you 24-7, not even for three months, you're, yeah, you're away from home. And all of a sudden, you know, my father is here and he's uh, and he's looking after me all the time. And, and you know, I just went, oh, my husband is here or my wife, you know. Uh, so that's that's that was quite a challenge. Um, then when it comes to the virtual office, um, Salix, it was founded that way. Um, yeah. Louis, uh, he's based in the U.S. Daniel is based in Tucumán. So, and we have people scattered all over. We have offices in, in Chile and South Africa. So basically, that didn't change at all. It was a, uh, um, it was us doing the same stuff. You know, everybody is very accountable for their own, you know, uh, uh, duties here. So that didn't change. Of course, it did change that we were not able to. Um, meet in person with our customers and suppliers and our colleagues and whatever you know the trade shows those were you know great opportunities just just at least you walk by people talk to for five minutes and you get a glimpse of what's going on that is not happening anymore so but basically what we did um is for example we just increase our mar marketing budget because the way we see it is we just we we need people you know not to forget that we are there we also are doing a, a very extended use of social media, which is now, you know, people they're not watching TV anymore. They're just they're just spending their time in their phone. And you know, Instagram it's what a, what a, um, a magazine used to be. You know, you can picture, you know, our mothers in the hairdresser, like in the beauty salon, just just taking a look <laughs> at magazines. Now they're just taking a look at the um, yeah. other phones. I found I found out that people. Uh, in our business spend an awful lot of time on LinkedIn, you know, because they, the way they see it, instead of uh, wasting time, let's say, on, on Facebook, 
they can use the same time finding useful information on a, on a social media website or, or a tool that um, is giving them stuff that they can use, you know, they can mm -hmm. uh, get updated, they can connect with people. So, and we are investing heavily there, not in terms, not not that much in terms of, of money, of but in, in time, you know, in time. developing. Yeah, exactly. Pieces of pieces of, of, of advertising or, or content or, you know, high quality videos, because we just want to show the people, even though we're not traveling there, just we just want to show them that we're still here and we're still um, in the business and, and yeah. growing. Well, I, I'm certainly I, I use uh, LinkedIn a lot and we've launched our, our new magazine apps this year and we've found a really great uptake for them. So we're with you on that. Now, you, you, you've you got 80 growers in 18 countries, 400 customers in in 57 countries all over the world. How do you maintain focus? That's what I'd like to know. Your slogan is fresh people always in season. It trips off the tongue very easily. It's easy to say, but it must be rather more difficult to to meet that objective no yeah um especially when you always try to provide you know top service and uh, and also when you want to build bonds with with the customers and the growers so i mean basically there are a couple of key things that we always um travel 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 be there you know uh, um um face you know meet people face to face for that what we are doing which is putting one salesperson for each you know region that we are um targeting so basically they're being specialists and on on that also we have one product manager um for each fruit that we deal with like alejandro for example with the all the experience he has in lemons he's just like the, our product manager in, in in lemons and then but we also rely a lot on on the on technology as i said we have developed an application um we started doing it like three years ago we saw that there was a some opportunity there just to bring technology into a business a business that hasn't um, made any major innovations. There's one thing about this business, there haven't been many, you know, major innovations. Products are being all the same, you know, maybe you get like new varieties, but apples are still apples, pears are still pears. Um, I would say the only innovation that we had in the past has been the not the avocado itself, but the way people are consuming even more avocado every single time. That's the only thing that comes, you know, uh, I just spend uh, some time thinking about it. And that's like the only one thing that you see, this has changed in the past, let's say. And we're, talk we're talking about a time frame of 20 years, you know. You don't have like an iPhone that, you know, totally changed the way phones are used and stuff. There's nothing like that. So, um, so they say... We, we are developing an app and now we are being uh, quite successful um, the way we see it. At least now 50% of our operations are coming through the app. You know, we have customers just logging in and placing the orders. Of course, all the workflow, again, 85% is done on a, you know, um, WhatsApp or Skype or phone or email or whatever. But then all the workflow in the back office, it's done via the app and that's, um, that's given us a lot of, 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 of you know, tools and, and way to improve our, our operation and, and the productivity that we're that we're doing. So um, I, I remember you showed it to me when we met last time in in Berlin, and it's very very exactly. impressive, uh, and is the result of a huge amount of work. So so business for you is all about this relationships business, and it's all about, as it were, the kind of nuts and bolts, the business that you've just talked about. 
are these are these the kind of two essentials or are there other things that you would uh, you would point to and what advice if you were to give advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out now in the business i would say the main the main problem of 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 this business is that we are dealing with perishable products you know and they uh, once somebody told me this is a live stuff you know the fruit but somebody else told me no this is a dead stuff you know once you're harvesting um, an apple it's just it'll die eventually it eventually it'll rotten maybe it'll do it in 18 months in about a year or whatever but it'll rotten so then you are going to have problems all the time you know mm. and uh, and then what you have to do you have to trust the people you have on the other side so i would say that's the key of this business uh, to trust the other the other the other person the one that is sitting across the table I've, even if it's a customer, even if it's a colleague, you know, a peer, you, you need to have, maintain a good relationship with, with even your competition. Mm. And then my advice would be, based on that, you have to be patient, you know. you This is not a business that you will, um, you know, build from one day to another. It takes a lot of time because you have to develop relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, first, you have to focus on the people and then on the business. Business will come eventually, you know. You can't do business with somebody, you, someone you don't trust. And to trust that people, you know, you can't buy trust. You know, mm-hmm. you can buy an iPhone because you know and it's something, but I have to trust you if I'm going to buy an Apple and it's going to travel 45 days, you know, and I do have to, you know, know that it's going to arrive on a on a good condition and and then I have to trust you that you're going to pay to me. So basically, I think it's trust, you know. So, and, and one last thing, whenever you walk on a trade show, somebody told me, just look on the people that they can walk right in the middle of the aisle. That That's people you can trust because they don't need to hide, you know. Do not trust the people that are, yeah, just, just walking, you know. Around, around the exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good tip. Now, last question. You're a global supplier to global markets. Um, tell me from there where you sit today. How do you assess them? Is is Asia and more? Is is Asia kind of where the action is? Do you think, or is it? How do you see Europe? And and what what do we need to watch for in the United States? In your opinion. I mean, first of all, we have to understand that we, you know, people from the West Hemisphere, we think that we are in the center of the, on the, of, of the world and we always did. But actually, we are not, you know. Have, have you ever seen a map, you know, um, from a Chinese company? They are in the center of the world. The center is not Europe. The center is China in that map. So basically, um, how do we assess them? We just try to understand them. We just just try to go and visit them, which is a, um, like, for example, to the Chinese people, we communicate via WeChat because that's what they do, you know. And I mean, it's not that we just keep pushing with WhatsApp. WhatsApp is not going to work there, so we need to adapt all the time. The same with the Middle East, you know. Uh, Still many people don't know that the Friday is a holiday for them, you know, like a Sunday for us. And um, we do see that the action is coming, of course, it's coming there. Um, Europe and, 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 and the U.S., you know, it's it's been a quite stable business for the for the past few years. But now, again, I'm I'm not going to say something that we haven't heard in the past, let's say, 18 months, which is this new normal. You know, how is this going to affect our business? Uh, basically, we're going to have less horeca, hotels, restaurants, and catering because we don't know how people are going to 
behave from now on, even though, I mean, even though they're vaccinated or whatever, do you think our people are, are just going to get into a plane for 15 hours the way they used to be? Are they going to go into a theater uh, feeling the same way? I mean, we really don't know. We, you, you cannot tell for sure that things are going to be the same uh, or how how long it, there'll be, uh, it'll take um, for this, those habits to change. So basically, that's changing consumption everywhere. And that and consumption, um, it's, for example, it's affecting a lot, you know, the flow of goods everywhere in the world. And that's, you know, affecting shortage of containers, containers that should be allocated somewhere. They're somewhere in China because they're not Chinese goods coming into, you know, the West and, and, and stuff. And that, do you think that people are going to, um, you know, business travelers are going to be traveling the same way they did? No. And that's, that's going to have a huge impact on all the hotels and stuff, you know, and that's going to, you know, I mean, you buy a lemon for your home and you squeeze that lemon until, you know, up to the last drop. A restaurant, they just use it maybe only once. Mm -hmm. So, and that's going to change the consumption because that lemon that the, you know, the restaurant is using just maybe to decorate your, your, your course, uh, it's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and on the other hand, you're going to, you're, eating more at home, so you are being a more responsible um, consumption. On the other hand, we are seeing that people are valuing health a lot. And basically, we are in a very good business because we are in a healthy food business. So that'll see uh, um, people eating more and more fruits and vegetables because they, they, you know, they are aware of a healthy snack. They're just going to start replacing, hopefully, cookies for you know, for for an apple or for grapes or or um, or whatever. And again, you see these, you know, the huge consumption of of citrus that we had last year due to the vitamin C. Do you think that one is going to go um, from Friday to no, no? And that's going to change. That's totally going to change the map. Um, for example, for you know, oranges they just used to be a commodity. Now they're just a scarce item, you know, and that's going to affect the industry everywhere. You're seeing um, China paying like you know, twenty-five, thirty dollars for grapefruit now. Uh, Europe paying I don't know, fifteen. Even sometimes they just ended up paying like twenty euros for a fifteen kg box um, of oranges out of South, South Africa when two or three years ago they were paying I would say seven or eight. You know, there are a lot of things that are, and those things are just going to happen in Europe and in the U.S., where everybody's thought that the market or the business was at a total stagnation, and it's not, it's not. But, you know, I think the worst thing is that we don't know where this is going. We don't know what about the new strains, what's going on, you know. So are you guys being vaccinated? Is there going to be a new strain? Are you, do you know? Nobody does that. Everybody, every time you open a newspaper, thinks, um you read people saying totally the opposite that they used to say like a year ago, and yeah. that's going to affect their business definitely yeah. too. Well, I, I think the I think the fruit business in many ways is uh, is perfectly set up for these kind of changing times because they're used to change all the time. Juan, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line from Buenos Aires by Juan Gonzalez Pita. 
Oh, Salix Fruit. Juan, so, thank you so much for coming on Fruitbox today. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, hope to see you in a, the near future in one of these trade fairs that we really I, I hope so too. Now, you can find today's conversation with Juan and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. Let me know if you've got any more interesting ideas that you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. Do stay tuned and make Fruitbox your regular listen through 2021. Juan tells me he listens to it on his walk to work every day. So where do you listen? I'd love to know. As I said, we post every episode at our website and I also share them through my profile on LinkedIn. So please do reshare to your followers too and big thanks from me in advance. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.